This is SG Fun. The Stargate Podcast. That's all. That's all done. The tech is done. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. No, we're totally I'm ready. Like so spaced out. Oh yeah. I'm so mad at Google Voice right now. So okay. Welcome to Stargate SG Fun, a comfort cast. Yeah, hi Not everybody. To be confused with a fan cast. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 I might be a fan of this show. It's too early I to tell. I might be. But is this a fan cast? No, 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 no. No. Not at all. Sort of, but not We're even just, a little bit. Yeah, a, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my name is Sarah, and I've never seen Stargate the movie, but I know I've seen some amount of Stargate SG-1, but not enough to remember it or have thought much about it in the last many years <laughs> uh and i'm tori and uh, a big fan of the movie and i had never seen the show and so uh one day during the pandemic i decided to turn it on and come for a watch the whole series and then sarah joined me and then we decided to do a podcast about it so here it is here you are we're here at the vertical watering hole welcome one day during the pandemic we ran all out of star treks but yeah they're making new ones but it's going to be a minute not a long minute. Well, in the meantime, we have almost 10 full seasons to go through. Right? And some movies, spinoff shows. Right? Wait, there's more than one movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, we've talked about God, how many times do I have to ask you there, this? There are 17 movies. <laughs> Shut up. Are they there's so much fan fun. movies? Are they... Oh, no, no. They, they, they're they, not fan Christopher like... Judge is in them, so they're canon and official. Are, is he what? Um, is he the only one in them? No, no, no. I think I think all the well, you know, whoever's relevant at the time they make them is in them. Um, They're TV movies. Uh, yeah, I suppose I suppose you can say that. I don't really know. They're, they're sci-fi movies, you know. Like, I don't, what, are they? This is the big question I've been having about Stargate SG One lately. Is is it a science fiction show or um, an Air Force show? <laughs> It's military propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, yeah, it kind of is because it's like, hey, did you think the military would be like hard-nosed? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can basically do whatever your heart tells you is right. Fuck your commanding officers. That's right. Um, well, yeah, well, I, well, yeah, whatever show it is, we're, 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 we're getting there. We're still on season one, but, 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 but we're up there. We're, we're now uh, episode 14. Uh, wow. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, it's called Singularity. Well, it's directed <laughs> by Mario as a party. He's done, he, you know, he did the pilot. He's done. He did the one. He did Bloodline with the one with Teal's family. Yeah. Not the best episodes. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah. Here we are. We're, we're ready to get into it. Um, if you were doing this, the work now that he did back in the nineties he would get all kinds of accolades for his ability to really capture the feel of the 90s. (laughs) 
as if the 90s were the 80s, though. I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> oh, shit. Ah! Oh, my God. What is that? What is it? Hey, Sarah, what's, I... what's, uh, what's up? What, what does that mean? Hmm. What's going on? Uh, it's just art. It's just artificial tension. Oh, it's loud. Artificial. Tension. I know. It's really um, it really is tense. It scared scared the shit out of me. So I guess now for no reason at all, you have only 24 <laughs> seconds to describe the entire episode. And I it's the only way to make the alarm stop. Can we start? Oh, fuck me. OK, here we go. Start. Oh, uh, okay. They go to a planet, the gang does, uh, to go look at an eclipse, but the entire, uh, everybody's dead from a bacterial infection, except for one girl. She's fine. Carter falls in love with her. She takes her back to the base where they, they find like a thing in her body that's going to like basically make her a nuclear bomb. So they want to take her back, but they can't because that's, she's a Trojan horse apparently, but they don't succeed. We're all dead. (laughs) <laughs> mountain exploded <laughs> it was the girl it was the girl's nuclear bomb the, pota- the potassium bomb <laughs> well it, it's good enough for the military uh yeah this military <laughs> <laughs> uh well yeah well uh you know speaking of timers uh this one has a shit ton of them that's true this and and the the thing is they feel less artificial than normal mm, yeah. than on a regular episode. I mean, this is a regular episode. It just feels like it's better put into the story. <laughs> no, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but before we do, yeah, we start off the, the gang is just getting ready to go uh, through the gate. Uh, they're mm. they're going to go see a black hole. Yeah. And they're walking through and they're bantering pretty cash. Like they're just going for a day at, day at the beach little little fun in the sand apparently one of the planets they visited they know that a total eclipse is going to happen and apparently the planetary system is close to a black hole so the eclipse is going to allow them to to uh to see it uh through a telescope that they've apparently built there and so it's a once in a lifetime thing astral disc or something oh oh well so so carter obviously you know she starts talking a bit about the black holes and explaining them and then o'neill like pops in and and he's like it's called an accretion disc actually it's called an accretion disc well and carter was only talking about it because daniel was asking like what are we even gonna see like like I only care about the the discipline I studied. This isn't this isn't archaeology. And then I guess O'Neill wasn't going to bother to answer, so Sam started answering, even though she didn't really know. Well, I mean, she knows a little. She knows a little bit about astrophysics. Yeah, she. Well, yeah, she was saying we're gonna we won't be able to see anything because of the eclipse, or no, we still won't be able to see the black hole because obviously you can't see it. But because of the eclipse, we'll be able to see everything circular circulating around it that's getting sucked in i was like that's actually pretty cool i would like to see that yeah yeah well and yeah and then o'neill pops in with that and it this starts actually. a weird subplot which doesn't go anywhere we'll, we'll get to it <laughs> yeah. because because Dan, daniel looks at well and, and and then after that daniel looks at him as like what did you just say yeah 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 you actually know something scientific is that why you're here? We all were wondering why you were here. <laughs> and 
And Sam Carter says, you didn't think the Colonel just has that telescope that we saw in episode one. Yeah, 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 the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> just to, to peek at his neighbors, did you? And that's how we found out the real reason Tilk doesn't want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> he went to stay like one night and Colonial O'Neill was like, hey, I don't have a TV, but come check this out. I like to creep on my neighbor. Not interested. Yeah. Because he did kind of say that he does indeed. Like everybody was sort of like, is that why you have it though? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, and the thing is, and it's, it's, and it's this weird thing of like O'Neill, like has like an interest, this like interest in these things, but he's Mm -hmm. like, but he's like very averse about sharing it with others. Yeah, or sounding. He doesn't want to sound like a nerd. That becomes evident later in the show when (laughs) Teal'c asks him to explain what a black hole is. He's like, and he sounds like, I mean, I could do a better job. It's the weirdest fuck. It's so strange. Uh, But we'll get there. Yeah, so they, they, they go through the gate. They get to the planet. Nice grasslands. Okay, so when they get there, it's just very important. The first thing is Teal'c says, hey, Somebody from SG7 is supposed to be here to meet us. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they make no change to their tactical stance. They continue to carry their guns like they are carrying beach coolers and floaties. Just moseying on through. Just sauntering along. (laughs) And that, again, (laughs) is wild. (laughs) Well, and and as they do, they 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 pass uh, some real estate signs that <laughs> apparently the air force has put up. Like the gentrification is in like full effect. Like they they have s- wasted no time. Yeah, we're moving in. I, apparently, yeah. I mean, set fuck. up a base here before they even know what's going on. So they're just skipping along the side of the road, and they find a man on the side of the road, a, a, a native of the planet, and he looks mm-hmm. dead as shit. He's, he's oh, he looks up. like he got COVID three times all at once. <laughs> he looks very bad. <laughs> yeah. So so this is the moment that they decide to put on their masks. But that, first, O'Neill touches him. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Wipes his, wipes his hands all over them. Yeah, and then rubs some, some kind of iodine wipe all over his hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now their masks... Mask, masked up in the mask that they should always be having on immediately whenever they go to the Stargate. I know. I know. I was like, I guess at least they brought them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they seemed, they seemed prepared. Yeah. <laughs> this seemed, this seemed like standard that they would go somewhere and then he's like, mop four, oh, mop four. All right, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, except for Teal, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's, right. He's, I mean, it must be so gross to be him, but also kind of awesome. Yeah. He's like, the camera's going to get me in full effect. All you other actors. You're yeah. Oh, my God. He does. He has the best role. Then they enter a building, like mm-hmm. a huge building with a telescope. Like how much how much, you know, expansion and building have they been doing? Like how much time has passed since they started this since the pilot? Oh, I don't know. Well, they did say that they'd been on this later. I think they say they were on this planet three months ago. Jesus. So I just feel like um, I'm missing out on a lot of stuff. Well, it just seems (laughs) weird because like the people on the planet believe that this was all going to happen, that there was going to be an apocalypse along with the eclipse. 
And meanwhile, I guess that the U.S., the military industrial complex of the United States had been going to their little town by the by the watering hole and setting equipment up, none of it to protect them, all of it just to look at the night, look at the night sky yeah. or the day sky, I suppose. Yeah. Sell and some condos on the side. Were they like not pissed about that? Like they had no opinions about that. And what about, I feel like these planets, they act as if the only people on the planet are the ones in the village next to the watering hole. Like, that's the whole planet. Mm. We saw it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, in the 90s, we were already kind of worried about uh, global warming. That we were pretty, uh, I heard about the ozone layer a lot. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry, I digress. But why is this top secret? It seems <laughs> like they should just be like, we have too many people. Let's see if we can move them onto these other planets. <laughs> That sounds very um, American. And are they sharing this with other countries or are they just, it doesn't seem like they are. Oh, no, no, we, we, no, we haven't, we haven't seen a, an SG uh, Uno. That's or anything. fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and irresponsible. And can you imagine if another country had a Stargate and, we're constantly making decisions about putting everybody else's government, like everybody else's societies in jeopardy and just like, whatever. So what? That's because we think we're awesome. If I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Finders keepers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know the only other we, country? We, we found like, the Stargate first in, in a different country. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, exactly. Egypt's not even in on this. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So they go to the building and they look around and the, the SG seven team is there, but they're all dead. Mm-hmm. They look like they've all got triple COVID also. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me think like, I guess they need a new SG seven or do they just keep going up in numerical order? Oh, you know, yeah. like, do they, are they at like 30 now? Is you it, know? Yeah. Is it sort of like there's a bunch of jerseys hanging up in the rafters of the watering hole room that are like SG two. SG seven, SG nine, retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ret- retired from uh, disease or or uh, their 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 leader decided to become a god. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think so. I'd be surprised if they were if they brought up SG nine again. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll find out. We're gonna be going I up mean, to like SG forty eight. You know, three. unlike unlike some Stargate podcasts. Uh, no spoilers here because we don't know what happened. We have no fucking clue. This <laughs> We're excited to find out. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, okay. So the group, they, they, they decontaminate and, uh, a couple of new people have showed Dr. Frazier's now. Uh, oh yeah. Dr. Frazier shows up and she's just like, this whole facility is decontaminated now. And I'm like, what? How? <laughs> that was fast. Well, she says that, and then she's also like, but we also have to keep checking you out. We have to do more tests. Yeah, because you guys were out there, though. Yeah. And Colonel O'Neill's like, but I washed my hands right away. She's like, yeah, no. He has not been properly trained in, yeah. in, in any of this stuff. Yeah, well, so they do that, but then they go out to look for bodies and basically tag tag the dead ones or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're putting they're putting red tags on them, 
and they 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 red tag a lady in a tall field and someone snatches her tag and nobody is worried nobody's scared we can't see who did it everybody's like we gotta coax this little kitten out from under a bush even though it could be a land shark gosh uh, amanda tapping i just forgot her character's name sam carter she says she's like trying to coax coax the kitten out and she goes she gets o'neill's attention by doing that and she goes colonel there's someone hiding in the field and they won't come out and she says it like that <laughs> they won't go do something oh there's someone hiding in the field all right yeah so so uh she says that and then and when he was like hey tilk uh, you Show her your face. You, yeah, you, you do it, buddy. Yeah, and uh, he's like, try not to look scary or something, or try to look nice. And then, and then he grimaces at him in response. Yeah, I didn't even know he could grimace harder than his like. He is like constantly wearing an expression on his face that looks like Alec Baldwin impersonating Donald Trump, <laughs> and oh, it shit. looks You're right. so uncomfortable. But then when O'Neill says that, he grimaces even further. Oh, yeah. Wow. That man can, like, move his mouth around. Yes. but Well, yeah, because he goes in the grass. He mm-hmm. finds a, a, a girl, a yeah, young girl. A small, a small child. Uh, and, and he makes, and we get the first smile from Christopher Judge in this series. And it's a doozy. He's like, I'm it's just a beautiful say, smile. I is it in the other dude's contracts that Christopher Judge isn't allowed to smile more than once a season because it makes them look so much more even basic. Like <laughs> the only black cast member, uh, mean mugging as part of his character, um, right? Because of the whole notion that that's it's 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 um akin to resting bitch face being totally misogynistic this idea of black men having mean faces so yeah no yeah I've i had- totally agree yeah no no it's beautiful and actually i think this this might like in a couple of the posters the later posters for this series yeah. teal and those is now like smiling a little bit yeah. So yeah. it's I think he's slow he slowly warms as a yeah. character and or Christopher Judge is like, you know what? I don't want to grimace anymore. Yeah, it, it, my dentist told me that it is like doing real damage to my jaw. So I need you to talk to them about my contract and I cannot do that anymore. I'm going to have to make some changes. I think he grimaces so much cuz he and O'Neill share some kind of like life pact debt together and i don't think he likes colonel o'neill so he's always angry he's like my family is back on this other planet that sucks and i'm here i guess with you yeah you creepy motherfucker who watches your neighbors (laughs) well yeah well yeah like yeah i i mean i i was like well so this means that teal is choosing to grimace the entirety of the rest of the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) like it's not just part of how he looks it would have been kind of maybe better if he'd gone back there and could just barely not grimace instead of the ability to like make 
a face that would woo like a baby or a girl hiding in a bush. Yeah, no, it works. She she hands her hand right to him. Mm -hmm. That's right. And at that moment, I just am like, okay, this should be an episode about Teal's parental, his fatherly instincts kicking in. Obviously, because he's the one who coaxed her out. But it's um, it's an I saw her first. I got dibs from Samantha Carter. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I think it becomes apparent why that's the case, at least in, from the writer's perspective. Um, is it because she's is it because of her? Um, I assume she has a vagina. Is it her vagina? Well, it's 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 certainly that's certainly a part of it, but but I think the main reason is because this is just a straight up this is just straight up stolen uh from aliens. Pretty much Oh my god, it entire, is every oh every beat god. after this is just the movie Aliens. Yeah. My heart mostly explodes in one hour and fifty two minutes, mostly. <laughs> No, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that the spoiler alert, uh, mm-hmm. out of all the episodes, th- this probably was the least comforting for me because every five minutes I'd be like, that was aliens or that was the abyss. That was some, something from a James Cameron movie. You fucking hacks. But, oh my God. Wow. That's, that's I'll, that I'll be pointing, I'll be she's... pointing all of them out. Oh, oh the, my God. But just like that scene. At the very end of the show, we won't spoil it. We're going to get there, but not quite at the very end, but the very end of the, of the tension. I was like, man, that looks so familiar. All six times I watched it today <laughs> and never once. And now I can see it. It's a stolen shot. This uh, man, this episode was, a, it was an actual singularity of your, of your like time and, I know. and attention <laughs> they they got the girl and uh and now and then take her and examine her at the telescope mm-hmm. base carter and fraser pt dubs can we just say like they saw the girl because she ripped a body tag off of a grown woman's body and they were like oh sweetheart is this your mother yeah. they're just like um, they weren't even like, can we have that tag back? It goes to that body. <laughs> Car- they retag that body. Carter tries. <laughs> the tag comes up later. They just, they just, they just take her through the next thing we know. They just take her through the, the sanitizing spray. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, they examine her and they finish up. And again, this, this is straight from aliens. Carter tries to like talk to the girl. She's unresponsive. Uh, oh yeah it, it's it's just so she tells her but you i'll tell you my name yeah uh dr Fraser says there's a bit of uh that whatever element the stargate is made of apparently some of it's in her blood mm-hmm. but apparently that might they're like she might make her immune to the bacterial infection oh yeah i figured figured out it's a bacteria oh yeah because she's like can i take my mask off Oh, oh my yeah. God. Carter's anti-mask. Sam Carter's had a mask on for five fucking minutes. And yep. she's like, can I take my mask off? That's right. I'm just like, oh, don't even, don't even like get us started on how uncomfortable or stupid you feel in your mask. That's right. When you've had it on for five minutes. Okay. <laughs> That's fucking Like right. if you can't learn to emote facial expressions at this little girl with a mask on, then you didn't even try. That's right. 
anyway, anyway, she can take it off. And it was weird. She's like, oh, you can take it off because I think it's bacterial. I don't know fuck all else about it. Right. Well, yeah. And she's like, don't get too close. And, and Carter's like literally six inches from the girl's face. Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> they decide that they, they need to, you know, this place, this place, you know, it, it it's just, it's just a death zone, you know, mm-hmm. but apparently the building is safe. And so Carter's like, like, look, you know, we gotta, we gotta complete this. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We gotta, we gotta take photos and of this accretion disc, you know? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And she's the only, how is she the only one interested in that? I mean, they've already got the telescope there. Everyone else is already dead. I think O'Neill is interested, but he can't show his interest. Like, I think he is like, because when Carter's like, we should, so shouldn't someone stay behind? He's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I, once again, the like, the character inconsistency it's the character inconsistency for me sure 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 uh but the uh but the little girl like you know comes in and like goes straight to carter uh mm-hmm. and so and and they're Grabs gonna take her, her and they're gonna take her back so yeah. o'neill's like well you you won't be staying right uh so him and teal are gonna are gonna stay there and have a little a very small subplot on the planet. So if the movie Aliens hadn't happened, she obviously would have like imprinted on Teal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. this episode not making sense is a hundred thousand gajillion percent worth it for the movie Aliens. <laughs> we should watch that. <laughs> well, yeah. You put that down on it as, as like some potential extra bonus mm-hmm. material. <laughs> we'll watch Stargate and we'll watch Aliens in honor of singularity <laughs> well yeah so th- so they suit up in full uh chem suits and apparently they have a child size one as well because they, oh, they I suit know. okay up. thank you thank you thought the same <laughs> thing but didn't think it till the fifth time i watched it and and so they go back and now they've got like a full setup right in front of the stargate like they've got gates upon gates upon decontamination zones so i just want to say they're about to go through they're on that other planet and I don't even know how Carter has won or maintains this child's trust because she is constantly lying to her. <laughs> like she's like, she's like, they're about to go through the fucking watering hole. And she's like, don't worry. It's fun. It won't hurt a bit. Do do we all remember episode one when Carter first went through the wormhole and almost fucking puked? Yeah. And complained about how freezing cold she was. Yeah. So anyway, I guess I guess they've refined the process because <laughs> they go through and everybody's just like fine on the other side. The most startling thing to the little girl is being in this weird military complex. Yeah. With weird stuff spraying on her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and this setup is pro- probably should be their default setup when exploring new planets. Right. Um, I'm just like, yeah. oh. They should always get a silkwood shower. <laughs> well, yeah. So Carter uh, takes her to her temporary room, and it's a it's a shithole like all the rest of them, right? But Exce- except for slightly... Hathor's. I know it's still bigger than Teal's room. <laughs> and also, yeah, it's. I was like, was Hathor's room not available? Did Teal take? Did Teal go? Like, what? What's this room? I'm gonna live here. Um, 
And and I also they never did fix up Teal's room. They gave him some candles, but this girl by ten minutes later has easels and posters, hot dog station. Man, that kid had more shit in that room than I had in my room growing up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carter, you know, puts her on the bed and and you know is like, "Look, you'll be here, you'll be fine," you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then she 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 says an ex like almost an exact quote from Aliens, mm-hmm. which is like, "I'll be able to see you in that camera up there the whole." Oh my time. god. I feel so stupid that you had to point this out. I am so mad you had to point this out to me because all I could think about, I actually quit watching the sixth time through because I was like, as soon as she was like, hey, do you want, are you sure you don't want these? You put some stuff on them like this and starts eating hot dogs. The stuff is mustard. I don't know why she calls it. We put stuff on it like this <laughs> and then eats it. And the little girl is like eating That's- the hot dog plane, just looking at her like you eat this. And I'm just like, I can't watch Amanda tapping eat, take another fucking bite out of that <laughs> terrible looking hot dog. Just turn it off. So yeah, I did. I just turned it off. Um, but you're right about oh yeah. man, biters. God. Well, so we yeah, there's a we, we there's a brief cut to the briefing room where they're talking about the bacterial infection, and Fraser brings up something interesting, mm-hmm. where she's like, yeah, it might have been you know, it might have been our fault. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we might have brought some bacteria to that planet and it mutated. And then for some reason, died. we don't bother to like decontaminate spray on our way In. into the watering <laughs> hole. I mean, they don't do even do it when they come out. So <laughs> I know I'm curious to see if like next episode they've got new protocols where it's like, no, and as they walk, I doubt no. it because they should, though. I just it makes it more dramatic anyway. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and then and there's like this nice dissolve from the CRT screen to the girls' room, and yeah, now right. it's all it's all done up. She she's painted a picture. Uh, it's a picture. It's a picture of her with all her dead kinsmen. Yeah. So about I just want to say at this point, I want to say maybe the second or third time I watched it, I saw this and was like, "Do they not have a therapist? Because I don't think Sam Carter should be doing art therapy with her." <laughs> yeah no and you're she right she doesn't she doesn't help her process it at all she just paints herself into the picture and goes and she paints like shit compared oh, to this yeah, little girl yeah. it's like a fucking stick figure <laughs> she picks red and <laughs> doesn't even give herself a face she looks like a menacing figure in the background if i saw that picture and I had no context. I'd be like, wow. Um, which one did which figure? <laughs> so this menacing figure came in and slaughtered everyone, all but these people. And now this this kid just waiting her turn, I guess. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. But that girl was like really proficient with holding like a painting implement. Oh, yeah. And also, I'm just going to spoil at the end of the episode. She has no idea what a fucking dog is, but she is definitely cuddling a stuffed elephant. And mm. she's got all these stuffed, these stuffed animals. And I'm just like, isn't she like, what the fuck are these things? Can you imagine going to an alien planet and being given like stuffed animals of yeah. all their wild yeah, like ass animals? tentacle monsters. Like weird ass shit that you're like, is this supposed to be cute? Are like the thing you give me nightmares. 
Yeah. They should have given her a glow worm because that would have freaked her the fuck out. <laughs> well, and where did they just have all this shit just hanging around? I know, right? Did somebody make a target run? <laughs> yeah, there's a target 20 minutes away. Right. There's a lot of stuff 20 minutes away. I hope they paid $100,000 for a military helicopter <laughs> to go and get those supplies. <laughs> Don't forget the mustard. Yeah. Like, why wasn't you just like, what would actually be happening? Here's some pens we found. And here is some dot matrix paper. The, the old kind, <laughs> the old kind with the green and white stripes on it. So have fun drawing on that. Hey, Hammond, can we grab your like model F-16 so she can play with them? I don't really <laughs> think. Come on. Okay. Come on, General Daddy. Oh, and this is the episode where I found out he's major General Daddy. And I don't know the difference. Mm. Okay. It's an Air Force thing, maybe? I wondered. I thought it was a British thing, but I guess not. Yeah, just to reiterate, I well, I know nothing about the military, so I learned it I from watching I, this. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Yeah, I, I know even I know even less about it than I thought until I, I heard the term major general. Well, so uh, there's just a quick little cut to the other planet, but I want to go there, and it's just O'Neill and Teal'c hanging out, and this like <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> pre-party of all time like they are both bored as fuck and mm -hmm. i mean at least don't he, like he could at least like teach tilk some card games or something well and tilk is trying to engage Tilk yeah. is like so explain again to me what a black hole is and o'neill's like Ugh, oh my god it's just like a hole that's black yeah i i do not understand this like i don't understand He's like a fucking teenage girl who's being asked to like explain, you know, some new app by her mom. Well, I, well, I mean, maybe I, I kind of got the sense that, that he doesn't want to sound like a nerd or something. Like he really wants to talk about it, but he won't. But then, but he doesn't though. Cause then Dilk just goes, mm, thank you. Like it's basically, okay, thanks. Well, and yeah. Then, well, and and not to mention the fact that he doesn't even explain what a black hole is, right? Like he's it's it's like actually wrong. He knew what an accretion disk was, but he's like yeah. it's a it's a hole, which it's very much not a hole, and he would know that. This is the point where I was like, I cannot explain to someone what a black hole is unless you want to compare me to Colonel O'Neill, and then I can very much explain a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very strange. BT Dubs, why doesn't Teal'c know what a black hole is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, spacefaring. Yeah, you're absolutely fucking right. It's so stupid. I thought I think he does know, and he's just trying to make conversation. Because you're right, this he's is the bored. worst part. <laughs> yes, he's bored. And his candles is, aren't with them, <laughs> right? And O'Neill is impossible to engage. Another reason why they didn't even bother to show us him staying at O'Neill's house. He went for a night. O'Neill was creepy and then boring. And he was like, yeah. I will just go back to my candles in myself. Yeah. He's been grimacing ever since that night. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what else happened? What else will be revealed over the season? He's like, I would do better at darts if you told me how to play. And he's, and O'Neill's just like, just play, just throw the stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we uh, we we cut back to Earth, and it's the girls' room. Jack Jackson comes. He he he's, he wants. He comes to babysit. He's trying to give Carter some breathing room. Oh my God! There, this is a moment where I suddenly was like, Oh my God! Why don't these two get together? I am I'm shipping the the Carter Jackson. Oh, okay. Relation. 
suddenly I, I don't mind it. Like you're going to maybe hear me stop shit talking him. It was just, it was very soap or op- soap operatic, but still it was very nice. He was like, do you want me to help you? I'll take, I'll take on some of this. I'll stay with her. And she's like, I really want to do this. He goes, I guess the thing I'm trying to say is that you don't need to do it alone. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all he does this episode is just sort of like, just sit in the background with a book and be supportive. And it's like, I'm, I'm here. Just, you know, just, I'll, I'll, you know, ring me in coach. Like. In any other episode, you know, I'd be like, yeah, he's just in the background going, does anybody need me? Does anybody need me? But in this episode, I'm like, oh, he's just in the background being like really supportive and saying like, hey, <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. So Carter says that and the girl speaks for the first time. Uh, she's like, please don't go. My name is Cassandra. She's also, finally. Why is her name Cassandra? Her name might as well have been like Brittany. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, I, I don't think they went, I don't even think they actually went to an actual different planet. I think they just went <laughs> south. I think this is like on the coast of, this is like the Gulf of Mexico somewhere. Right. <laughs> That's what they don't know is there's random stargates on Earth and it's all been a big prank. Yeah, they just went to Cape Canaveral. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that idea. <laughs> That's all a big prank that these guys, that they really are. The reason we think they're bad at military is they really are all the fuck ups. And so they've just been given this prank assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Very elaborate though, because it did involve like wormhole technology. Yeah. At the very, uh, at the very end of the series, it's just, they, they, yeah, they go, they go see general West and he's like, you didn't actually think there was a, a real thing, like a Stargate. Did you? Wow. 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 uh, Wow. You guys, they did. I think they did. (laughs) We were only going to do the experiment for like two weeks. We decided to go 10 seasons. It was just so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Although Teal, Teal's cool. Teal, you're, you're a Colonel now. Uh, Yeah. Wait, yeah. But then it's like, where's Teal from? Teal's in on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Teal's in on it. I can't believe these people are still (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why he's like he's always um grimacing because he's playing that's the character he's playing yeah yeah that's also why he doesn't want to live with o'neill he pretends to spend the night in the mountain but he gets to go home at the end of the night and it's a sweet fucking pad in the denver mountains yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well so yeah so she's finally interacting and it's good carter's happy then but then the girl like starts i, I don't know she says her heart hurts you know, she, she says, yeah, she's which I expected Carter to be like, oh, honey, I know you lost your mama. <laughs> That's the dumb shit I would have said. Like, oh, yeah, sometimes mine hurts too. Because <laughs> she's like, I hurt. And she's like, where? And she put just puts her hand on her heart. And you're like, oh, yeah, you should be sad. It'd be like really weird if you weren't sad. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, so she takes her back to Dr. Frazier and she's like, I can't, you know, I can't really find anything. But then the girl girl goes into cardiac arrest yeah. and uh, Frazier and her crew get to work. Which, and then Carter, like, who should know what she can do is get the fuck out of the way. It's like, what do I do? You know, she's just standing there. Yeah, she, she actually says, what, what should I do? And it's really like freaked out voice. <laughs> Which I guess is meant to let us know how attached she is to this kid she barely knows. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but like, why not one of the characters who actually has children? 
that they miss or has mm-hmm. lost children that they miss. You know what I'm saying? Is it because is it because it's is it a gender thing? Because mm-hmm. I feel like this kid is the same age, like the right age for Colonel O'Neill and Teal mm-hmm. to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be part of this. Yeah. But yeah. they're but they're trying to revive her. They're 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 giving her the 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 jewel shocks. And again, well, and this isn't aliens, but it's very much reminiscent of the scene from The Abyss. Another James Cameron fan mm-hmm. film where they're like doing it, and then Doctor Fraser's like, shh, 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 shh. I mean, it's the exact, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. and they find something in her chest. Yeah, I just, I apologize for only having seen The Abyss when once or twice. Oh, <laughs> great movie. I believe you. But yeah, it, something's in her chest. Mm-hmm. We're back to aliens. Don't worry, we didn't we didn't stray too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, is that what's in the abyss? Is there something in her chest? Or no, no, no. We, we've again? gone back to alien. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like kind of sounds like a mechanical second heartbeat. So yeah, so so now they now they're going to perform surgery on her. They just keep going back to back to the operating table. Right. She's lost consciousness and apparently never regains it in in the interim, mm. as far as we know. Because now she's just on the they intubate they intubated her really fast. They like had to. They had to because Did it's, they? well, well, it's it's because on the other planet, like when they were just sitting there bored, O'Neill says that they got eight hours to go. So this is all happening in a very short, you know, just hours. But they didn't know they were going to do surgery when they intubated her. Do you intubate somebody? They intubated her just so that they could then use one of those squeezy, breathy, breezy things, breathy. God damn it. Squeezy, breathy um, <laughs> things that help you with CPR, like that normally would be attached to a face mask. Mm. They intubated her for that, and I was—I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. Is that a normal part of like a heart attack? Is you get intubated right away because being intubated is some some terrible shit. Actually, yeah, if we've learned anything during COVID, I've heard being intubated is really bad for you. Mm. It can give you a whole fucking syndrome later. Oh, shit. Wait, no, maybe that's not right. Maybe it's being intubated and then on a respirator. Anyway, whatever. I don't know why they intubated her. (laughs) Happy to find out if anybody wants to tell me. They perform surgery. They're trying to get to the thing or take samples of it. It's like this like weird little round object. And but they Mm -hmm. can't. They can't get to it. As soon as they start trying to get to it, like it, like apparently it stops her heart. Can we talk about how this thing is like right by her heart, right? But they don't have to like crack her whole sternum open and do open heart surgery, <laughs> thus like leaving her laid up in a bed. Like she's totally able to walk around after. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. (laughs) I mean, I guess he's using a scope. He's, I guess he, okay. Okay. To be fair. Okay. He's doing like a laparoscopy. Mm. So he's just put, I guess he's, he's going from another angle and he's got like a little, little, he's doing camera surgery. They did make it look a little bloody, like a little bit. Yeah. So that's what made me think of it. They made it look like it was open and like where that little ball was, we could see it. But 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 in in actuality, he even the doctor performing the thing even says he's removing the scope now. I mean, and this might be reaching, but you know, this is you know somewhat similar to the to the open heart. Well, the the autopsy scene in Alien Three performed on also a little girl. 
but that's probably reaching. That's probably reaching a little bit, but still. I don't remember Alien 3. I only saw it eight times. They, uh, they, can't, uh, they can't do it. They talk a little bit about the object. And apparently, oh, and the, the element the Stargate is made out of, apparently, is called Nakwa. So half the object is made of that. The other half is made of some sort of like potassium derivative. Yeah. And it's, it's like two halves that are like coming together or something like right. that. Right. There's a fat, there's a fat membrane that's, that's dissolving between them. And so Carter has made a little experiment in the sub basement of the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's casually doing over a CRT television with two robot arms that both yeah. carry. And she didn't invite anybody. No. Daniel just happened to just come ha- in. <laughs> well, because you know what? I think she's like, she's friends with Dr. Frazier because they had that whole bonding over like what bullshit it is to be a woman in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's just like, hey, Dr. Frazier, do you want to come to my experiment? I'm not inviting anyone else. Yeah. Daniel's been kissing my ass, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 these two robot arms both have microscopic pieces of either side of the object, and she puts them together, and a huge boom, boomity boom, boom, nuclear oh, reaction. Yeah. Like like we lose we lose the screen. It's just mm. it's like it's an off the air TV in the before time. It doesn't nobody nobody, nobody uh, under nah. the age of twenty knows what the fuck that is. But. So you listeners probably do. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> why else would you want to hear two Gen Xers talk about a fucking dumb show from the nineties? <laughs> and shit all over. Zoomers it, do not in a nice have way. <laughs> time for our bullshit. Oh my God. And you know, who else doesn't have time for our bullshit? Also millennials who are like, I feel like Gen X is mean. It's kind of, I think the millennial thing. Mm-hmm. And then also boomers don't, in my experience, know how to access podcasts. <laughs> even if you, even if you send them to send it to them on a text message and say, but this is my podcast, mom, just, just hit the, just, just touch it. Just touch what the part thing here? I sent you. What button? Just, just the thing, just the image in the text message I sent you. Just touch that. Oh, my screen, my screen went dark. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't understand. No, just touch <laughs> it. What will happen? You'll hear my fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she casually does this, and then Daniel's like, "Um, holy fuck, are we safe? Because <laughs> the aftermath is the aftermath of a nuclear explosion." <laughs> And Carter's Dr. Like, uh, Frazier, who I don't think is equipped to know this, this is not her area of expertise, is like, oh, totally. But, and then she goes, oh, we're totally safe now because it's contained in the basement. <laughs> and, it, and, then, and then Sam has to say, it's very, again, does this guy direct soap operas? Because they go, they go really close in on Sam's face saying like, but if larger amounts like that are in Cassandra were to come together, yeah. it's enough to at least blow up this mountain. Dun, dun, dun. And then we get Daniel's face making the realization. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. And then, oh, my God. And then we get Dr. Frazier. And she realizes this a split second later. So we get dun, dun, dun <laughs> on her face. And I'm just like, what is what is this show? Anyway. <sighs> Yeah. People used to write for passion. After this happens, we cut to O'Neill and Teal'c, who are ready to do the thing. The eclipse is happening. And while they're looking at it, Teal, they see they see a spaceship. Okay, so then Colonel O'Neill 
Barry like hand solos out and he's like, what's that star? <laughs> and then like Teal has to be Obi-Wan Kenobi and be like, that's no star. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking some license and how the scene actually went, but it was kind of like that. That was the gist. And and it wasn't a Death Star, but it, it is a Goa'uld attack ship. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, Tilk, no, it's a ship of the Goa'uld uh, Nierti. Oh. Uh, uh, and apparently an enemy of Apophis, we learn. Oh, so much for the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, when people say that, when people say, and I'm just going to say, O'Neill said it like one or two episodes ago, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. He said it in the Hathor episode, oh, so like yeah. the last fucking episode. And did anybody ever think maybe the enemy, my enemy is my enemy's friend because I'm also both their enemy? That's what's going on here. That's the dynamic yeah, here. It's not, yeah, it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. He, he, near T is a dick to everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> we haven't even met the, met the, the, the go out world. Right. Yeah, well, so then we come back to come back to Earth, and this is a little weird because they're now in the briefing room, and apparently they they somehow came, well, they came to this conclusion that the girl is a Trojan horse. Oh, that's what Daniel called her. Yeah, that that nice, nice Daniel. Glad you could show up. This was a setup by the. I mean, it feels to me a bit reaching that they could realize this that. Yeah, it was a pretty fast realization. Like Dan or um Colonel O'Neill and Teal have to like book ass to the to the Stargate. So I don't even know if they got their pictures that they were hoping to get. Because... Oh yeah, no. Every mission they've been on has failed. <laughs> so I'm sure not. <laughs> Shoku should be called mission failure. Well well, see, that's the thing, is that they they do that. They like they they they're trying to escape while some ships are attacking them, and then they have this quick scene where Teal is actually giving the exposition about how this is like one of near T's. Wait, like, but be- before that, like when they're running away before they get through the hole, <laughs> um how are they not getting shot dead by these laser oh, bullets well, coming I mean, from Man, worse aim than stormtroopers. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. They're they're in a wide open field. Like they are shooting lasers into the dirt on this planet from like twenty fucking feet away, and not making huge crevasses. Oh, well, I mean that should knock everybody off their feet. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> And then, and then, and then Colonel O'Neill gets knocked over or he doesn't, he doesn't even get knocked over by a shot. He trips over his own fucking feet. <laughs> so Teal is over dialing to Stargate and then O'Neill comes up behind him and he's like, um, don't hurry or anything. <laughs> he's the worst fucking person. Yeah. T- yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that like, yeah, dur- during the, this like flight, he gives the expo- exposition about near T and how, this is like one of his things is like sending, sending like a, like a prisoner implanting them with a oh, the thing and sending mm-hmm. them or a negotiator pretending they're going to negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gives the exposition. And then when we cut back to earth, like somehow they've like sort of basically come up with this exact same thing on their own. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she was a plant by some go out old. And, and how did they come up with the idea? They were even like, the go old set it up so that we would think it was our fault because they knew if we thought it was our fault, we would never leave the girl. I, and I'm like, 
that's not the order of how this episode went. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. Yeah. It's a little bit convoluted. And we learn that like her, like the object is going to basically explode and they, they, and we start the artificial tension, like, you know, like an hour and a half. Yeah. And so they're like, well, and so Hammond has to make a decision. I think it's an hour and 52 minutes. Hour and 52 minutes. Dun, I watched it six fucking times today. <laughs> or five and a half. Well, yeah. Well, so Hammond has to make a decision. He's like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta send the, the, the girl back to the Stargate. We can't be, we can't be doing this. I know. And Sam's like, all, oh, general daddy. I'm sure this is a really, I'm sorry, major general daddy. I'm sure this is a really difficult decision and he's like no it isn't yeah yeah he's like "Mm, which i was like kind of like finally finally someone's like obviously we're gonna send the girl who's a bomb back to her home planet to die like (laughs) obviously (laughs) sorry captain carter yeah yeah so well and so all this stuff is happening like we keep going back and forth between earth and the planet and, and, and it's like, and, and I'm like, all right, so they'd have to get back for Cassandra gets through because the Stargate is the key, even though she's already gone to the Stargate once. Apparently the Stargate has something to do with it because when, when mm. on earth they get close to the Stargate, Cassandra goes into a coma. Right, right, right. And it, thank goodness, because that's just when O'Neill and Teal come running through. Yeah. They get that girl away yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut to they're just comparing notes, and they're like we, and they're like we got to take we got to take her somewhere. We have to take her somewhere somewhere else. And O'Neill's like, "Well, that's what Hammond says." He's like, "We gotta, I oh man, we gotta think of something. We gotta take her somewhere else." And, and O'Neill's like, "What about that uh, abandoned nuclear facility?" And Hammond's like, "Right." It's just 20 minutes away from here, right? Which is when I find out. Then he makes a phone call to the. Um, Secretary of Defense or something. It's a matter of life and death. And he says, let him know it's Major General Daddy. And I was like, Major General? Anyway, fucking... He had had to pull. Yeah, he had to pull that for the intern on the other line. (laughs) Can we talk about how... Yeah, because the intern's like, what's a Major General? Holy shit. Um, Can we talk about, like, what, what is this nonsense about abandoned nuclear facilities? Uh, uh, yeah, in the Colorado mountains. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. Away from. Well, it's just like Hammond's like, what? I, I'm just flabbergasted. Where are we going to. It's I like know. he didn't know. He didn't know about the abandoned nuclear facility 20, literally 20 minutes away from this super remote location. Right. And also, how is it abandoned? Come on. <laughs> like, I used to work on an Air Force base and. We got no cell reception because it was a former NORAD site. They don't say, let's just stop using this. Fuck it. And walk away. <laughs> they always repurpose shit. So it's, it's, they would use it for training or something or storing nuclear materials. If you could store a nuclear bomb little girl in there, you could certainly store some nuclear waste. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well so they head out to the facility. Uh, Cassandra's still in a coma. I'm sorry, in this universe, is it our universe? Are they pretending that we've gone post-nuclear energy? Like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, yeah, please, please proceed. Well, yeah, so they're so they're all in there. They they get to the facility. I mean, it's a shitty facility. It's like one small, like, building somewhere in Well, so Vancouver. far as we can see. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Vancouver sucks. Their uh, abandoned nuclear facilities are way small. <laughs> so that yeah, so they go in, they get to like the the main elevator shaft. Carter's like, I, I'm taking her down in the elevator myself. Well, O'Neill's like, I'll take it from here. There's constantly men trying to take this little child away from her, which is <laughs> maybe they maybe they fuck. did grow fond of her, and but Carter's like, <laughs> like yeah, just been, yeah, she's just not she's Carter's just like, Fuck off. She picked me. Get over it. The dog, you know, yeah, they they treat her like a rescue dog. So I was just gonna say, the dog picked me. It likes me best. <laughs> Deal with it. Well, so we get some more, we get some more time tension where O'Neill's like, you got three minutes, you'll have, it takes three minutes to get down there and you have four to get back up. So you got to go down there, just, you know, just kind of shove her into the containment room. You have four minutes to be like, I pat your hair, I pat your hair, I pat your hair. Okay, bye-bye. And it's terrifying the room they take her to. (laughs) Well, before they do that, they get into the elevator and start going down. And again, it looks like aliens um but yeah so uh carter and cassandra get all the way down there and cassandra wakes up while right the further she gets because she's she's now like insulated from the gate yeah and you know what okay so so this is the thing with all with 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 all my uh fuck this episode nonsense Uh because of their hackery i do Mm -hmm. have to say you know at this point you know, this 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 is kind of tense because you know we're we're getting a pretty uh, emotional Sophie's Choice on our hands here. This is a pretty. You know, I I was legitimately like, man, what's Carter? Is she, is she just gonna abandon the kid? Like I, I you know, it, it it. I think this is a pretty. Oh, it's pretty intense. Like yeah. I do. Here's what I think. I will say this, and I I'm surprised you usually bring this up first, but the actress Amanda Tapping does a very good job. Oh yeah. And she, she, you know, this kid is like, you promised you would never leave me alone. But actually, that's not what she said. She said, you're not alone anymore. <laughs> you and, are now, though. <laughs> you will <yeah>. be. You <laughs> and I'm going to be with you in spirit. But you're about to, like, go nuclear. And I have to get the F out of here. So she does. And she does abandon her. It's the only reason. Oh, and she just falls apart in the elevator. Yeah, no, yeah. And it, it's it's very emotional. It's very and intense. She has a great job of falling apart. And she has a great job of falling being in the elevator, falling apart. And then her face, you can see her start to make some connections. And then she, the only, she reverses course and starts going back down. And the only reason she does is because she's like, oh, wait, I'm not going to die. I shouldn't abandon this child. Well, I, I mean, look, I... I- well, yeah, she speaks later that like she she kind of like figured out that it, she might be safe. Although at the time, while she's in the elevator, I'm watching. I just thought that she made the choice to die with her. Oh, I, I did too, which is why it's such a rip off later. <laughs> uh, yeah, later I'm like, oh, oh, really? Okay, well, but 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 I'll say this: like this was like the moment where I was like, okay, I'm starting to see the like you know the reach that this series could take, like mm-hmm. it could get, it could, it can go into moments. Like they're not afraid to really go into moments like this. You know, this, no, is, it's a very, this is real deep, television. It's a very Star Trek moment really where like a crew member does something they're not supposed to do out of like just pure, like, you know, connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because once again, the military hierarchy matters not as she is repeatedly ordered by Colonel O'Neill yes. to return. 
Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. Yeah. Cause he, yeah, he, he like looks over at the gang and he's like, you know, why don't you guys clear out of here? And like, you know, it cuts to like Teal'c and he's just like, he just stares at him. He's like, I'm yeah, they go- decide I'm to not stay. going anywhere. Jackson's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. And that, you know, this, this is a good team building episode. I, you know what though? I was thinking the best thing that could have happened, what I would have really enjoyed in this scene, if Teal had gone, shrugged her shoulders and said, yeah, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I would have really enjoyed that because I still don't understand why Teal is at all like loyal. <laughs> hey, hey, he's got some respect for Carter, you know, like. Yeah. Probably mostly Carter. Yeah, yeah. Probably mostly Carter. Yeah. So. But like, are they friends? Because again, he lives in a cell in the mountain. <laughs> they are friends. They go to the park later. Oh, <laughs> does he go? Yeah, he does. Okay. But <laughs> I don't remember. You'll have to tell me what he's wearing on his head. Oh, my sh- I'm, I'll probably just show you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're like not, not doing it. And so, yeah. So we watch, you know, we're watching. Like there's several like digital signs that we're watching. Yeah. We're watching the elevator signs go down. It, design is a copy from Aliens. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. O- O'Neill yep. keeps I... looking at that sweet watch that Teal covets. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they watch the elevator go down. Carter's actually uh, obviously going to stay with the kid. Uh, the timer for the object runs out. Oh, oh, and and also right before it runs out, O'Neill can hear them, and. Cassandra's like, are we going to die? And Sam is holding her really tightly like she's scared, but she goes, no, we're not going to die. That's true. Yeah. And she sounds very certain. But I thought she was lying to her. Me too. Because she lies to her all the time. Yeah. Again. I'll be with you forever. It's no big deal to go through the wormhole. (laughs) We're not going to die. Every, 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 every kid on earth has a dog. (laughs) Wait, that's not her lie. No, no. Everyone's (laughs) lying to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This kid is going to be really ostracized. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So the time ends. And, and like the lack of payoff with our time tension segment, nothing happens. (laughs) Nothing happens. My God, what would the payoff be with our time segment? Like, oh, thank God. The podcast (laughs) was only five minutes long. Basically, they said what they were doing and then it was over. (laughs) Like if we can't get through the 24 seconds, then we just quit. (laughs) No podcast. That's right. Yeah, nothing, nothing happens. And then they all kind of, I would have been like, well, let's just keep her there for a while. <laughs> yeah, their math could have been wrong. Well, what's weird is so now that device, those two elements have fused together that everyone's so worried about. Mm. And you're telling me if they bring her back up where to the level to where she was in a coma, she doesn't explode? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, or did those elements... Those elements fuse together down there, right? But it has to be near the gate. I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I, I. I. You know, it's a little convoluted. I. I'm not exactly sure, but apparently, so it's I, fine. I, so then, so they're all in the park, and um, you know. You know this, yeah. This park scene, you know, it's very, it's very nice. You know, they look like a family now. You know, Daniel's there, Carter's there. They're all hanging. You out. notice they've got Daniel and uh carter acting like 
the, looking like the parent. A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, holding her hand. T- he looks like in the middle. he looks like a funeral home director, <laughs> like just sort of slowly following him with his sweet ass fedora or whatever the fuck his hat is. <laughs> Daniel's or somebody is like, "How did you know she wasn't gonna that you she wouldn't blow up?" And fucking, they couldn't go the whole episode without saying the words "maternal instinct," and it's so annoying that it comes from Teal, or maybe it's, it's like the most palatable coming from him, but he's like, perhaps a mother's instinct. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this nonsense bullshit idea that is like what on all the planets, because like, what about father's instinct? Like when you watch a TV show, every time they hand a baby over to a man or a child, it's a woman going support the head. <laughs> like an adult man is going to take hold of his own baby and just snap its goddamn neck. Oops. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, my penis didn't allow me to yeah. to see the heaviness <laughs> of that kid's head. Yeah, because of my penis, I don't know how to hold something fragile. But so, like Carter says to Teal, oh, very subtle, but no. She's going to stay with Dr. Frazier until we can find somebody who has like the clearance level and wants a kid. And I'm like, Dr. Frazier, her interest in this child has only ever been clinical. Yeah. And does, yeah. Does she even have time? Like she, yeah. Like why does she have more time than Sam? And yeah. then like, does, is the idea, are we supposed to imagine she's got like a husband at home or something that makes her suitable or like why doesn't Sam want she doesn't her? she's divorced as oh. known from the last episode fuck that's right well she could be remarried but that's true yeah I don't know I don't get and then and then this is why I feel like they treat her like a rescue dog um Sam says she said I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Frazier wants to keep her for herself yeah and I was like that's a fucked up way to say it she's <laughs> Well, and and it's just like, and yeah, like, uh, wait, the, this kid is like an alien. Yeah. Why gonna, is she being put? She's just going to be let out into the, she could be homeschooled. What's up? She said, she says that she can keep a secret about the, <laughs> intergalactic travel, her species. Her but planet. she immediately demonstrates that she's going to be saying things like, oh, I like your human, I, your rules, not your human I'm rules. from just Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, not and they don't even teach her to say Toronto the way you would say it if you were from Toronto. She is like, and she's going to be saying some weird ass shit to people like, oh, swings. We didn't ever have swings in Toronto. (laughs) We did not have dogs either, but I understand that it is a requirement for all Earth children to have a dog. Where is your dog? Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, O'Neill gives her a new puppy. It's not even a puppy. He gives her, I don't, whose dog is that? It is a grown ass (laughs) dog. Without asking Dr. Frazier. Yeah, Dr. Frazier's like, I said I would take the kid. (laughs) Because as somebody who has a dog and now a puppy, um, you don't just put a pup, introduce a fucking dog into someone else's house. What a nightmare. Yeah. And now like what? Frazier's got to be like, kid, that's not your dog. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we're, I'm sorry. We're taking it back. Sandy. She's like, I want Carter back. And like, she's gone. 
Frazier's like, I'm sorry, my HOA does not allow pets. <laughs> and we got some real, real nosy Nellies here, so they'll know. Well, uh, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's and uh, hey, Tori. Yeah. Were you comforted? Mm. Well, like I, I like I said earlier, uh, I was not comforted for the majority of this episode. Yeah, just too much stealing from uh, from JC. Yeah, uh, blatant, blatant. Like, I, and I just kept yelling at the television. But towards the end, I you know I warmed up to it a little bit because I I, I think they did some because it was tense and mm-hmm. uh, some good acting and and I and I felt that it showed that the you know that this series could be something you know it could be dramatic you know it could be legitimately character driven drama so that gave me hope and so i think in the end i was comforted but it took it took a bit to get there what a roller coaster ride you went through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you went on what about yeah. you sarah were you comforted by the singularity Honestly, I want to end every episode by saying I was comforted because <laughs> I feel like I talk shit about the show the whole way through. And so I always feel like I redeem myself by saying I was comforted at the end. But man, I don't like fucking whole ass episodes about kids. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've talked about this, listeners. Yeah. Uh, this is a theme that's come up before. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Right. Oh fuck! Yeah, sorry. We had a um episode of our last podcast where we had to talk about an episode of the Greatest Generation, the Butternut Butternut Fatless. Yeah, so I guess also like, and also like, it just was so cheesy. And I was like, Sam Carter does not seem like she would be interested in kids, and neither does fucking Doctor Fraser. No. So I feel like. They, I don't know. No. Fuck no, I wasn't comforted. Oh, shit. All right. <clears throat> and that's okay, because I'm looking forward to next week and being comforted. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in this <laughs> first episode of not being comforted, uh, you got to choose three characters. You got to choose your yeah, who would you like to be? Your nah, who would you not like to be? And your meh, who would you, eh, you don't really care either way. All right. My yeah is a major general (laughs) daddy because I would love to be able to pick up a phone and be like, this is major general Sarah. (laughs) So fucking run. (laughs) Make it snappy. Um, My neh is Sam Carter. Oh, you know what? My neh is Dr. Frazier because she gets saddled with that fucking kid like <laughs> day in and day out at the end of the show. And my meh is Teal'c because he has to wear dumb hats, but he finally found one that fits right. He's, he seems comfortable. You know, yeah. he seems he seems he's found his human, his earth look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild. Um, I don't even know what region of of earth to say that's from uh it's a real it's eclectic the amish (laughs) kind of but also kind of dallas anyway (laughs) but also kind of north dakota i I don't know yeah how about you tori did you have a yeah meh 
and ne. Mm. Um, well, uh, 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 yeah, my yeah. I mean, I, I, I do say Carter, uh, mm-hmm. only because most, I'm mostly because she's basically at least a little bit Ripley in this episode. So, and Ripley's the, the best. So, uh, you know, she did, you know, and she did the right thing. She followed her heart. She, she, well, actually now that I think, cause I, I was like, she, you know, she said, I'll, you know, damn nuclear reaction. I'm going to be down there. But now that, well, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not changing my choice. Okay. Uh, my yet is Ripley. Uh, <laughs> my, yeah. Somebody not even on the show. Why don't you just make your yeah. Ripley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my ne, uh, is that dog at the end. <laughs> Uh, because he's, I mean, I, I have a feeling he's not going to be looked after very well. Like yeah, Sandra doesn't know what that. to do. Fra- Dr. Frazier has got no time for that. Yeah. Uh, and my met is O'Neill because his, his whole, the whole weird thing about him being like really into space, but then like ba- being weirdly like I don't, but I don't want to talk about it too. I was just like, come on, man, like figure out what you want him to be please. Right. <laughs> Everybody wants to talk about their special interests if they have one. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's nerdy sounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got to. Yeah. We got to talk about what's happening next. Next time. Next episode. And we will be watching episode 15. Korai. Korai. This aired January 23rd, 1998. And the little summary written by Anonymous I have here on IMDb is SG-1, travel to a planet where Teal is recognized as once having been head Jaffa to a prophet. He is arrested for the murder of a villager and put on trial for his life. Then other Jaffa attack the village. Will SG-1 be able to save Teal and prove that he has changed allegiance? I don't know. Stay Wait, tuned. do they want to prove he's changed allegiance? I think it, yeah, he's, he's yeah, in. because what it sounds like what happens is they go someplace and he's recognized by like an angry mob of villagers and those villagers are like, take hold of him and they are like demanding blood. Oh, right. Cause they don't like him. Oh, right. Right. No, okay. because they kill, they kill, he, he, right. he has killed them before. Uh, so okay. they're like, do you have to answer for your past murders or because you're, you saw Cassia once, do you get <laughs> off scot-free? Yeah. And I imagine like he'll, he, he'll, he won't really say much in his, for his, he he won't be a great lawyer for himself. No, it's going to be, come on guys. Yeah. He's going to, oh my God. Oh my God. It's going to be kind of difficult to watch because what we're going to get is Colonel O'Neill trying to do a uh, lawyer, Captain Picard, and (laughs) it's going to, it's going to be messy. Oh shit! He's gonna try to pull. He's gonna try to to pull a, a next generation pilot. Y'all, yes. Oh wait. Oh. Real quick. Oh. Oh yeah. Advertiser. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Advertiser. Ads go here. Ads go right here. Hey, you could be advertising. You're listening. Oh, are we making an advertisement? <laughs> you. you? 
listening. You're you listening. And so are other people. You There's could reach fives of listeners. Okay. And now the advertisements are over. <laughs> we are going to, in a you stuck around to hear our sponsors. Um, you get to be here for our last segment called Get to Know Your Host. These are pretty intimate questions. Mm. Tori. Yeah. What's the best thing you learned from your father? Probably the best thing I learned from my father is uh, probably my probably my love of sci-fi, you know. Oh fuck! You know what? So to be he fair, was into it, and and he made he made me get into it. So I hate this question. The best thing I learned from my father, Caddyshack's a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um. Yeah. Okay, we have that in common. All right, so. On that note of discomfort. Uh, yeah. Th uh, thanks, listeners. If you want to, uh, we have a lot of different ways to listen. The website is theseventhsymbol.com. And podcast is also available on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and coming soon to other listening services as well. So we would love it if you'd give us five stars at your podcatcher of choice. But if you have something terrible to say... Do this instead. It's sort of like that thing where you get a product from Amazon and they're like, oh, do you hate this? Call us, please. Yeah, yeah, Not, yeah, don't, don't tell Amazon that we're doing a bad job. <laughs> That's what we want to do. Um, our phone number is area code 425-610-6554. Our email address, verticalwateringhole at gmail.com. Next time we see you at the vertical watering hole. That was a good send off. Thank you. It was very, it was very confident.